0: Well, hello and welcome to Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. I'm Frank the III, and this is Meredith Broadbeck, Mayor B. And welcome to our new pop culture podcast yep. called Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. So, for our first series, we're actually going to revisit the show The Hills, and we're going to call this seri- series The Hills Have Sighs, because they were always filled with lots of angst. Absolutely. Um, so today, we just finished watching the pilot episode of The Hills. Game and changing. we have lots of thoughts on the matter. Meredith, why don't you go ahead and start? So, for those of you who don't know, The Hills was actually
1: a spinoff of the amazing show Laguna Beach, which my comrade Frank has never seen. Which is,
0: I will have to rectify at some point.
1: So, most importantly to note, I think about Laguna Beach was that Lauren was the narrator. She was kind of the every woman. Everybody loved her. She was very sweet. She was very pretty. She had lots of friends. But the central story to Laguna Beach was that Lauren actually had a rivalry with Kristen, who most of you will know as Kristen Cavallari. And they fought over the famous Stephen Coletti, the skinny skater boy, brunette, very cute. And Kristen always won. Let's be honest. Okay. I'm sorry for those of you who disagree. Kristen always won. She was the bitch. She didn't give a shit. Stephen always went back to her. Lauren was nothing but a side piece.
0: prom? Prom? Yeah. Kristen. Oh, okay. Well, then she won. He took Lauren to winter formal once. Yeah, I'm sorry, prom wins hands down. As someone who's been to prom many, many, many times, it's the the deal breaker. So. The
1: other the other indicator is that after Stephen went to college, he was a year older than Lauren, and so was or older than Kristen rather, and so was Lauren Conrad. Stephen was pining for Kristen Cavallari from San Francisco, and. Lauren Conrad originally went to college in San Francisco also. So Lauren was just like across town and he was still pining for Kristen back in Southern California. Well, wait a minute.
0: This is breaking news. Yes. So in the Hills. Yes. Lauren is actually a sophomore. Yes. Okay. So she's a transfer student. Yes. Okay. Cause I was a little confused because I said she was 19 and I thought maybe she was just stupid.
1: <laughs> Not an entirely false <laughs> assumption, but no. So to continue with our history. So the Hills starts as a spinoff of Laguna Beach. The first episode airs in May of 2006, which was somewhat embarrassing to me because I thought I watched this in college. I had already graduated and I was all in on the hills, even though I was 22 years old. Um, If it makes you feel better,
0: I was in my 30s.
1: There you go. Perfect. So Lauren moves to San Francisco to go to the Academy of Art in San Francisco Mm -hmm. after she graduates high school when she's 18. Steven goes to the University of San Francisco. So the first season of Laguna Beach ends... With this quote unquote romantic moment where these two people who are kind of up and down and best friends and torn apart because of Kristen, but they always had a soft spot for one another. Lauren lands in San Francisco by herself with her ginormous suitcases and looks a little lost. And Steven rolls up in his truck and picks her up from the airport. So they leave you with this assumption that
0: Lauren and Steven are then going to be together. So that was the last episode of Laguna Beach. Season one. Oh, season one. I thought Laguna Beach was up in high school. It is.
1: But so there were actually three seasons of Laguna Beach.
0: But I mean, if season one was, the end of season one was her moving to San Francisco, then she was only in high school for a year. So we'll get there. Lauren leaves the Academy of Art in
1: San Francisco after a single semester. Yeah, Laguna Beach has then shifted to focus on Kristen
0: Cavallari and her friends. Oh, so Lauren wasn't on Laguna Beach anymore. She still was. Like in what, a little shots? bit,
1: a little bit in okay. San Francisco, but it basically picks up when Lauren moves back home. Like she has now quit school. She starts taking classes at UC Irvine. The show is still following her, but it is focused on Kristen, which is kind of amazing because Kristen hates everyone. And the show is probably a little bit better in season two. Oh, okay. So, so that's mm-hmm. how I know Steven was still pining for Kristen.
0: Gotcha.
1: Kristen was dating Matt Linehart the like starting quarterback from USC, even though she was a senior in high school. Well, she married a football player, right? Yes. I mean, she's married to Jay Cutler now, but I'm just saying for like some, some girl who's in a Southern California high school to be dating the quarterback from USC. That means she's pretty cute. Let's just put that out there. I was jealous. (laughs) So Lauren actually moves back in with her parents and starts taking classes. And basically she's kind of like in second season, she's kind of a sad joke. Like, everyone's wondering why she moved back and why she's pathetic and whatever. <clears throat> Stephen still continues to play both girls. It's really remarkable for the age of 18. He comes home for Valentine's Day weekend. He takes Kristen to dinner on Valentine's Day. The next day before he goes back to school, he brings Lauren roses and chocolates. Impressive. Impressive. So Lauren's still kind of holding out this weird hope for Steven, but it never goes anywhere. I'm really backtracking here. But Lauren met Heidi Montag in her one semester at the Academy of Art in San Francisco.
0: Oh, okay. So Lauren... I mean, so Heidi is not from Laguna Beach. No. Because she's from Colorado, right? She is from Colorado. With her, like, grabby stepfather.
1: Crested butte. Well,
0: you know, he's a little touchy. (laughs) A little touchy. touchy Yeah.
1: Turns out. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So... Oddly enough, Heidi was on four episodes of Laguna Beach.
0: Okay, but in the San Francisco episodes.
1: Nope. So Heidi actually... I don't know whether Heidi finished the
0: year in San Francisco or not. That I don't know. First of all, how did Heidi get into two colleges? She is dumb as a box of hair. I don't know. Like, we learned that from the episodes. I'm just Excuse saying,
1: if I were sitting in freshman orientation at my college and I saw a reality star walk in, no kidding, I would try and be their friend. Well, of course. Right. So... Basically, Lauren moves home for a semester. She finishes a semester at UC Irvine, and then she spends the summer at home with her parents in Laguna Beach to party with her friends. Heidi is actually living with them, and she's in the four, like, summertime episodes. So Heidi moves in in
0: with Lauren's parents. Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. So then they move to LA together, and they both transfer to FITM together, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, I think? I believe that's correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I wanted to know how Audrina Patridge was cast, and I did some digging around, and so
0: this I was- actually know this.
1: Yeah. So this was started as a spinoff of Laguna Beach, and the same producers were involved, and when they went to Los Angeles to scout locations for Lauren and Heidi's future apartment, they saw Audrina lounging by the pool, and they said, do you want to be- on a reality show she assumed automatically they meant a dating show she wasn't interested and then they said no you know we have these two girls and we want you to be one of their LA friends and that's pretty much exactly what happened
0: well and I thought they were also impressed because she was already working at was it Spin? what what record company? Cixote Studios she was working at a studio yeah I don't, I still don't know what Quixote Studios is. We'll get there probably next episode when they
1: show her pretending to work.
0: Spoiler alert. But yeah, I knew it was the producers that found her and it was not that she just magically ran into Heidi at the pool.
1: Right. They, they orchestrated such pool encounter. Yep. So I think that brings us up to speed after quite
0: a bit of Um, information. And I would have to say that my very first thoughts are (laughs) that the um, phone call From Lisa Love was the fakest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Of course it was. Lauren was talking to herself. Yeah. hundred percent. Should we provide some context? Uh, Yes, we should.
1: So we open with Lauren driving to, from Laguna beach to LA and she has her two massive suitcases, the same two she took to San Francisco, one black, one pink, which I can't stand a big pink suitcase. They're oversized. It looks like she could fit in them. And instead of putting them in the trunk of her expensive BMW, they're sitting in the back seat. Like they're
0: her two children. I still think there might have been mysterious things in the trunk. Like giant loot I want to know. bags. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to
1: know. It was like her bags of shoes or whatnot. So then I think my favorite thing is when she gets out of the car, she actually does nothing with the suitcases. She no. just leaves them. Yep. And she's wearing her token 2006 look, which is ripped capri pants cuffed with a camisole that looks like it's only for sleeping in. Mm-hmm. So Heidi shows her the apartment. In her bikini top and Abercrombie cut-off denim
0: skirt. Where she magically just finds Heidi landing by the pool as she arrives.
1: Of course. Yep. And now you can talk about the phone call. Now I feel like we're up
0: to speed. Yeah. So she gets this phone call from T- Teen Vogue, which is the fakest thing I've ever seen. Um, of course, <laughs> we're supposed to believe that magically they happen to call as the camera crew was there in the she, living room She's about she's about to interview for an internship. Yes, a Teen Vogue. Um, they throw her a curveball... By telling her the interview what? was way earlier than she initially thought. So we get a little I'm, bit of a hodgepodge getting shocked. ready scene where they're just throwing clothes around. My favorite part of the hodgepodge <laughs> getting together scene was when she flat ironed her skirt.
1: My favorite part was when she hung up the phone and had a fake panic. And Heidi's
0: first question was, quote, what are you going to do with your hair? <laughs> Well, she opted to not flat out her hair, but instead flat out her skirt. And I was watching, and this was also the fakest thing ever, because she was just running the top of the outside of the flat iron, like, like yeah. the hot plates would have to be on the skirt for that to be doing anything. Yeah.
1: And I'm wondering where that pinstriped pencil skirt was from, because I'm going to go ahead and say express or less.
0: Yeah. I for
1: someone say, who quote dressed well for 2006, it was
0: very cheap looking. Yeah, I would, I would wholeheartedly. And afraid.
1: then to end the montage, we kind of close with Lauren piling on bottom eyeliner with mm. a brush, not even an eyeliner brush, like an eyeshadow yeah, brush. brush. Like brush.
0: she's going for it. Well, as we know later, she is the queen of the black tear. And I think that you don't get the black tear. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Unless you really pile on like the coal eyeliner with a brush. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait. I forgot. My other favorite part of this endeavor was that once Lauren has her professional clothes on ready to interview and conquer the world, she leaves the apartment and Heidi says, I'll be by the pool if you need anything. (laughs) What are you going to do, Heidi? Fetch me another Mai Tai? I'm, I'm confused.
0: Well, maybe she needs to help with her pencil skirt. Yeah. Um, now so I'm... you
1: you should talk about the interview.
0: Um, okay. Well, the interview was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, also dumb because we all know that obviously she's going to get at the camera cruise there. Obviously, Teen Vogue has brokered a deal with MTV. I did some
1: digging over. though. They did actually make them interview. Really? Yes. According to Whitney Port, who is the other, who's the fourth main
0: cast member. Now, Whitney, I believe would have to interview because she, she wasn't had, anybody.
1: She also interned at other fashion related places. But apparently Lauren did have to interview. I mean, she was a reality star. Teen
0: Vogue wasn't dumb. Um, my favorite thing in the interview was first of all, Lisa. I believe is her name. Is the Lisa Love? Yes. Yep. Um, and she actually was the editor of Teen Vogue at the time. She's very stilted and weird, like almost like she's Stepford. I can't really put my finger on it, but like she's got this weird. She just doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't like Lauren. She doesn't have to. No, you can tell. Like, she doesn't seem to like her, but it's it's just you can tell they've been forced together. Now, (laughs) I have never heard someone use the word like more in my entire life. It was literally every other word in Lauren's response. was like, and like, and like, and like, and like, and like.
1: I would say that a game for this podcast would be to count and see, like, what the max is, but I'm too tired already. I can't do it.
0: Well, we definitely can't make it into a drinking game. No. we would be slurring. No, we would send people to to the emergency room.
1: That's not even fair, but... Even if we had like a running tally, I just said it myself to see how many times it was
0: said during a given episode. I I can't I can't even keep track. And then it got real confusing because she was using it in between words, and then also using it as it was supposed to be used, and it got real confusing. It will, it will be
1: a common theme with this show.
0: Now, I believe that you are going to have to talk about what we both were impressed with, and I think we even rewinded a little bit so we can hear it again, <laughs> was when Lisa asked her if she could write, and what? how did she ask her if she could write? So, Lisa Love asked
1: Lauren, can you write? And Lauren looks at her like, the question is, can you actually physically hold a pen and write things? And Lauren says, Yeah. All confused. And Lisa Love, editor of Teen Vogue, says, good? Question mark? Yeah. Can you write well? Can you write good?
0: (laughs) Can you write
1: good? Yep. Can you write good? I write real good. I write real good. Oz is
0: good at book learning. (laughs) Like, that was the most shocking part of the whole thing to me.
1: I don't quite
0: understand how Elsie nailed the interview there, but... Yeah, because nothing that we saw really shown through and especially it comes up later when she gets the phone call saying that she received the internship and
1: quote that lisa was impressed with her We're impressed
0: with her they, they lisa list- looked
1: like she wanted to light her on fire yeah
0: pretty much <laughs> they listed a litany i mean this list of all these things that someone would have to do and be the proper age and whatever and you're not the right age but oh but she loved you you nailed the interview i, I guess because she can write good
1: <laughs> yeah it must be
0: now um, I then after that I wrote down um Adrena Fake Meeting, which we've already covered. Yes. Because they meet Adrina, which is a hundred percent super Although
1: fake. I really like that Heidi looked at her and said, You're adopted.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. Get a job. Um, and then we move on to their college interviews which oh, I yes. thought were genius. And what I wrote down, and the reason I specifically said to Mayor B, you need to pay attention to the woman who's interviewing, I wrote down Felicity Huffman College. That woman <laughs> looks exactly like Felicity Huffman. Wait,
1: did we skip their night out with the boys beforehand?
0: Was, I think the night out was after that. Wasn't I, it?
1: I have a quote from the boyfriend beforehand.
0: Oh, well then maybe I'm skipping ahead. Go ahead then. When they're at Geisha House.
1: Oh, is that where they were? Geisha, yes, oh they my were god. House. They only yeah, went to what was that restaurant group's name that was Ashton Kutcher's?
0: Uh it was Ledoux, Geisha House, Ketchup. Dolce something? Yes. I believe that's right. Well you know who it was? It's Ashton Kutcher and it's the guy from Big Brother. <laughs> Brendan No, no, no. Will and um the two guys that won the first season of Big Brother. I don't remember. One of them's from my hometown. Well, I'm obsessed with them. It's Dr. Will, is one, and then the other one is this blonde haired guy, and they're both ridiculous.
1: Hmm.
0: But um, they are the, they are part of that restaurant group, and they use the money they won from Big Brother to start it. Okay, this but Ashton is, is part of it too. Okay,
1: yeah. to be investigated for a, for a later episode yes. then, because this, and I'm sure because their restaurants only get more important in the history.
0: And I guarantee that if anyone's actually <clears throat> listening to this, who knows if they are, someone out there is cu- currently yelling at their phone because they know the answer and are trying to right. tell us they, tweet,
1: well, tweet us please.
0: Stay, stay tuned. We'll we'll answer it next time. So what was the quote from the? Oh, is this about so, the working?
1: Yes. So <laughs> so we we meet Heidi's boyfriend Jordan Jordan Eubanks, who I believe is the grandson of Bob Eubanks from the Newlywed game shut up yeah shut up yeah i didn't know that so i think i should go back and investigate how they met if i can find it and i will i will happily do that and drop that next episode so we meet heidi's boyfriend not the sharpest knife in the drawer no. not not a
0: sharp. They're not j- cute either
1: is he 2006 cute no okay <laughs> for shame i maybe think so uh, um gross but that oh. they're the, like two foot tall hair and like yeah, Mm-mm. and his casual wear. Oh god, it just gets worse and worse. So they they all go out and they're asking Lauren about her interview, and she understandably looks a little shaky about it because clearly it went like garbage and she didn't hit a home run by but any means.
0: I mean, why would she look shaky? I mean, she knows she got it. MTV set this all up for her. Maybe
1: she's a good actor. She's not. She's that. not a good actress. Maybe they didn't tell her if she got it or not. Oh, maybe. Okay.
0: Well, that's believable. Maybe, I maybe that.
1: MTV wanted to keep her on her toes. I could buy that. I mean, she was already making money from being on TV, I suppose.
0: Okay. Well, and her parents have money, so she doesn't need money.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. we
0: we saw her house in the opening credits. I, I mean, mean, that's the whole point of this thing is that she's they're rich. Yeah, dear
1: Lord. So... There were actually a lot of things to note about this dinner scene, but the only thing I wrote down was when Heidi's boyfriend was kind of asking Lauren about her interview and how it went. He just said, yeah, I don't like working. That was kind of the common
0: theme of all of them. They don't
1: like working. They
0: they don't like it. The one who has the full-time job, his full-time job was partying. That's what he said. (laughs) He's like, I do have a full-time job. I go out every night. Party.
1: Which one was that?
0: Uh, The blondish looking one? I mean, they all look the same. They're very cookie cutter. Well, because
1: one of them comes back. One of Jordan's like posse members comes back. A it few was times. The blonde one. Okay, he doesn't come back. The dark-haired one, who's kind of goofy-looking, comes back, and I think they try and pair him with Audrina. Spoiler alert.
0: Um, well, Audrina is forever and always will be with Justin Bobby, but we'll talk about that at a later day.
1: Yep. Spoiler alert again. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm currently wearing my hair in a top knot in an homage to Justin Bobby.
1: Fair. Yeah. That's fair.
0: Um, But I think the common consensus and theme of the entire drink slash dinner was that work is like. Yeah, I don't like work. And I want to party all the time. Like very Eddie Murphy of them. My girl wants to party all the time.
1: Raise your hand if you feel differently. Yeah, true. Um,
0: All right. So you should get back. We should get back to the college interviews. Let's refocus. Which was ridiculous. So they go, Felicity Huffman interviews them about jobs. First of all, I don't understand the college interview because I was under the impression they were already accepted at this school. That's why they moved to L.A., so why are they having an interview?
1: You would think you would move before acceptance, yes. Yeah. Or after.
0: <laughs> so, And I also after. don't believe that, like, the chancellor or the dean or whatever the hell she was interviews every single student. You know
1: who else she looked like? Have you seen the movie This is 40? Yes. You know the principal in that scene with, like, the really blunt, blonde bangs? Yes. She kind of looked like that.
0: A little bit. So I'm Felicity Huffman all the way. In fact, I need to look her up because they may be related. Like, I think they look that much alike. Okay. Um, now, what I wrote in all caps on the next page (laughs) is, Heidi is stupid. Yes. Um, I have never, I mean, Lauren's interview went lovely, fine, I could see why she'd be accepted to this school. Heidi basically spent the entire college interview proving that she should not be in college. Yes. And then somehow, magically, I'm assuming, still ends up in this school. I mean, she's like, I did terrible in high school. I don't like to work. (laughs) I basically don't I want to be in
1: PR someday. I I, I want
0: to be in PR. And I don't, not only do I want to be in PR, but I instantly want to be in like a a really cool PR job where I just get to drink and party all the time. Yeah. And I refuse to work in retail. I don't want to work in a store. I mean, if there was a, a list where you could check off boxes of all the things you could do incorrectly at a college interview, she hit every single one.
1: Yes. So one of my notes actually says that, I liked when the interviewer says, would you work retail? Because for someone in fashion, that that is very much a big deal. And working retail is, at some point, part of your gig. Of course. And Heidi says, no, I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You nailed it. Almost as much as Lauren nailed her Teen Vogue interview, Heidi, you really, really nailed it.
0: I just can't. I mean, obviously, again, I'm sure that this was a promotional tool for the school, but it's just shocking. That they and, and I'm sure their I'm sure their admission rates went through the roof after the show. Oh, I'm sure it did too. Yeah. But I'm wondering the number of people who aren't on TV who then went and interviewed and said things like Heidi and then were shocked when they didn't get accepted. Probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was just a party girl.
0: <laughs> I went shopping and hung out. That's what she said of her high school career. Um, And then the other thing that I wrote down that you already clarified for me, we talked about earlier, I put college at 19 question mark because I was going to be like Lauren's an idiot. Why is she a freshman at 19? Oh,
1: no, there there was lots of drama there. So my favorite note about that is actually Kristen Cavallari said, and this was like, you know, a bitchy thing you kind of say about your high school nemesis. But Kristen actually looks into she's talking to either Stephen or one of her friends and it's on camera. And she said, I can see Lauren hating college. (laughs) and the friend says what do you mean and she goes lauren's just terrible at meeting good like new people and i could see her coming home and that's exactly what happened
0: oh she called it yeah she did she nailed it she called it yeah um now should we talk about the first day at teen vogue or do you have more stuff about the interview
1: well so when teen vogue calls her back to tell her she got the job. Also super fake. So I, I think the thing that stuck out to me there was that Teen Vogue says, you know, even though you're young, you know. They keep pointing out how young she is yeah. for the internship, which, not really. Well, and also... What, what is Teen Vogue's demographic? She's almost not a teen anymore. She's 19. I was going
0: to say, I would assume Teen Vogue's demographic would be 18, I mean, I'm sorry, would be a 13 to 19. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are teens. Of course, so, yeah. yeah.
1: So they're saying she's like so young for the job which I don't understand. But they say, Lisa thought you had a lot of potential.
0: And you can tell that Lauren hasn't really honed her reality. Please forgive us. Apparently someone's drag racing out <laughs> yeah, in of my really. house right now. Maybe they're <laughs> groaning up down the street in their convertible BMW. Um, Suitcases in the back. In the back. Um, <laughs> so they, um, Lauren hasn't really honed her fake tele- telephone call skills yet because she didn't say a word. She's new to it. That's what I'm saying. She hasn't yeah. home them yet. Yeah. Because they didn't, they on, didn't quite do that on Laguna Beach. Because when she's on the phone call, the quote unquote phone call with him, she literally says nothing. Like until the very end. when she's like, oh, thanks. I was worried.
1: Oh, I'd love to accept. Yeah. Yeah. So I think on Laguna Beach, they did it more Real housewife style, where they basically made you, they made you talk on speakerphone.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it was a lot of almost like... Almost like when you're in junior high school and it's like, well, call him and find out if he likes me. Or you talk to them on speakerphone. It was a lot like that. Now we're doing it. It's like, like oh, so do you, do you not want Frank to be there? Question mark? Like, it was a lot like that.
0: Yeah. Now we're doing, doing the split screen instead. I also yeah. like that Heidi seemed to not get the memo and she was like, yeah, it had me worried too. And I'm like, you can't hear the alleged phone call, dumbass.
1: She's also wearing her denim cutoff skirt again with a hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. Well. I mean, 2006 yeah just I'm gonna point it out. the fashion will only get better from here <laughs> all right, first day at teen Vogue, Lauren's first day
0: where my fave one of my faves Whitney port arrives i I mean I love Whitney, but he's amazing, yeah,
1: naturally gorgeous, gorgeous,
0: gorgeous. Her outfit was stupid,
1: yeah, she almost kind of looked like Ralph Lauren circa early nineties, like I know, yeah, kind of like boho equestrian, yeah. Yeah, although I think my whole life I've kind of wanted to look like Whitney Port.
0: Um, she's you nearly to dress like her. Or just look like her.
1: Oh, just look like. I mean, she's nearly six feet tall. I think. Long blonde hair. Legs are probably like five feet of the of the height there. I mean, there's not much to complain about. No. Naturally, so like slender is not even the word, but it looks natural. Like she doesn't look like she's trying. She's just that tall. Yeah, I'm still jealous 10 well, years
0: later. Her outfit was dumb. and um, <laughs> Doesn't mean she can dress herself for a day of work, yeah. does it? <laughs> and um, I, what I was a little shocked about was, um, first of all, <laughs> Olivia the Fashion Bulldike, who like came <laughs> to help them. And she was wearing- So wait,
1: you, you have to... So someone, a representative from Teen Vogue comes into what later becomes known as the closet, yeah. which is where Lauren and Whitney sit during their internship work day. And the woman who enters is who
0: Frank was referring to. Yes, Olivia the Bulldog. Who, and, wh- and what is Olivia wearing? Olivia is wearing, I believe it was like a pink or a reddish and white striped um, men's button down dress shirt. Yep. And chinos. <laughs> Correct. Um, so I'm not really sure where she gets off telling people how to dress. But the very first thing she also she uses said-
1: the expression teen, like teen vogue. Like that's not very teen vogue. Yes. And I want to know what about her outfit is Teen Vogue. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. how is
0: she telling people how to dress? I mean, she looks like a man in a J Crew catalog.
1: She looks like Katie Lang. Yeah, and I'm not saying that to be mean. She yeah. looks like a Katie lot like Lang.
0: Katie yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with her look, but I also don't think it's very Teen Vogue.
1: No, at and all. No, it and um, I also—it's quite the opposite of Teen Vogue 2006. Completely. Yes, although to be fair. Lauren is wearing, and as my notes will reiterate, bell-bottom khakis, exclamation point. Um, So the the chinos are rampant in the closet.
0: Um, What I was most shocked about, and I wrote down in big caps, was um, (laughs) I don't think they dress you for work. I'm pretty sure that even if you work at Teen Vogue, they don't dress you. They literally started pulling clothes out of the closet and putting them on them. Right. And were real mean about. I mean, I didn't like Whitney's outfit, but Olivia. So, what Hulk did they
1: change with. on Whitney? So, when they go in to speak with Lisa, Whitney's still
0: wearing the white dress. But see, that's the, was it, I thought it was more of a peach. I don't know, like a like it was more like a peachy salmony it, color. It's still the dress with the belt. Well, and that's the thing is she burned her outfit and then didn't fix it. Like right. she gave Lauren a jacket because she was showing shoulders, which <clears throat> apparently is not very Teen Vogue to have your shoulders exposed.
1: Um, I I will agree for the workplace for the most part. I think because we're in Washington, D.C., in the summertime, I will show my shoulders, never with spaghetti straps. I want nothing to do with bra straps at the office, unless you're wearing a blazer or a cardigan with the air conditioning.
0: But it's Teen Vogue, and she's an intern, and it's L.A.
1: Still, I think as an intern, you're supposed to provide... You're supposed to kind of show a good impression and that's pushing it just a little bit. If all they had right. had thicker straps and her bra straps were hidden, I don't think it would have been a thing. All right. Fair that enough. that said, she's wearing a really cute like paisley print, fake silk kind of flowy camisole, I
0: guess. And the jacket actually just makes it look really cute. The jacket they gave her did look good. Now, yeah. Olivia the Bull proceeds to stomp all over Whitney's outfit by saying that she's too country. She basically said, "Like you're really overly worked. And she says part.
1: something is too matchy matchy.
0: I think it was because the, did
1: Whitney have cowboy boots on? I think she did. <laughs> she I probably think it did. Was
0: the cowboy was matched, and there was the same color as the belt, that yeah. big thick belt she had. Yeah, and then both the skirt and the top matched. All she needed was a shot of like
1: <laughs> Ralph Lauren True <her> Romance <laughs> and a jean jacket.
0: But it was. I don't think it's nice to shit on someone's outfit and then not offer them an alternative because they did give Lauren a jacket. Right. They could have swapped out Whitney's belt and also given her a jacket. Something. But Or changed her shoes. I don't think they dress you for work. Especially if you're an intern. No. Of course not. I don't think they give you free clothes.
1: Although they do throw jobs at you when you answer questions like a dumbass. So... Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe
0: they do give you clothing. And then I loved that their first job, after waiting around all day, was to handwrite... Out invitations to the Young yes. Hollywood Party. Yes, and my favorite, I think, sentence in the whole show, yep, was of this episode. Of this episode. Okay. Of this all episode, right. um, was it has to be really glamorous. Even the stamps have to be glamorous. Where does one find glamorous stamps? I, like, what what, what constitutes a glamorous stamp?
1: Last I checked, stamps are only available from the U.S. Postal Service, which is anything but glamorous. Yeah.
0: And I thought it was Like, why wouldn't they just print them? Why wouldn't they just print up those invitations?
1: Also, doesn't Teen Vogue probably have a custom stamp?
0: Uh, You would think probably, yes. They
1: probably have a mail room in the basement that mails things with a custom stamp.
0: Oh, like a Pitney Bowes machine where it just, like, yeah. And it has the Teen Vogue logo on it. Probably. yeah. Well, but I just like that they had to find glamorous stamps. Yeah. Let's Let's just put the gavel down on that one. That one's dumb. And I, um... Lauren's handwriting seemed okay. I, I wanted to see a sample of Whitney's because I wanted to know. Like, cause I,
1: I'm going to go ahead and say Whitney's is better.
0: Because if I was 19 and working at Teen Vogue, no one would be able to read their imitations because my handwriting is terrible. Oh God, so,
1: I would have I stayed all night until I got a ham cramp. I'm actually... A ham cramp? Your ham cramped up? <laughs> my ham cramped up. <laughs> a hand cramp. So I'm actually... I'm devastated that my handwriting is not as good as it used to be.
0: I'm looking at your notes right now. Your handwriting is beautiful.
1: That is garbage compared to was. Yeah. that you No. Know, well, yours doesn't. I don't think like a serial color. Right. Yeah. Yours doesn't count. So we left out at a really important part before they started the Teen Vogue invitations in that when they go in to meet with Lisa in their newly revamped outfit. because yeah, Lauren's, <laughs> Lauren's the only one who got improved upon. Even though Whitney got ripped to shreds worse. Lisa Love reminds them that even when they're not at Teen Vogue, they are representatives of, of Teen, Teen Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. Which bum 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 <laughs> and she said even when you're not here, you represent us in the outside world. Foreshadowing. A
0: big time foreshadowing. All of you listening, hang on to that for our next segment. <laughs> it will be important later.
1: Yep. So that actually brings us after Oh, I had one <gasps> more thing. About the invitations. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Well I was gonna say I was I was a little amused and taken aback that there was a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. I thought that was Although funny.
1: Lauren only kind of half finished it.
0: It's like what, shit.
1: No, she said it's when that bald guy's fiance like does the invitations. You mean George?
0: She did. Yeah, she didn't say George, but she did say dies from looking at the invitations.
1: But that means she didn't watch it. It's like someone told her about it. She didn't Probably. know it was George. Oh. Well, wouldn't she have been like two when Seinfeld was on? No, she was born a few years after me, so she was like ten, twelve.
0: I mean, I don't think that's really a Seinfeld demographic, but I was just impressed there was a Seinfeld reference. True. Now we can move on to the Young Hollywood Party.
1: Big deal. Big, big, big deal. Teen Vogue Young Hollywood Party. Yeah.
0: Big deal. September 2005. And this is where I have to say that it has been proven. I wrote down, Heidi has always been terrible, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I can relate. And the reason I'm saying that is that <laughs> even though she knows it could get her bestie Lauren in trouble and it's like her first big job with Teen Vogue, Heidi will not be denied entrance into this party. So she no. shows up with her boyfriend and Audrina care. and totally calls And Lauren the random fourth. And the random fourth. I forget
1: his name. It'll come next no, episode. They were just trying to set him
0: up with Audrina, right?
1: Yeah. He, I, I completely forget his name,
0: but we learn it later. It's not Justin Bobby, so we don't really have to care. No. So um, So Heidi will not be denied- she calls Lauren while she's working. I thought it was a little weird that Warren also answered her phone at work <laughs> while she's supposed to be, you know, her big first job. She answers her phone.
1: Right. And you're trying to be impressive. She looks cute. She she's looks wearing cute. like a hair looks a cool. midi length black dress. Elsie looks great in black, actually. Yeah. Her hair is a little too blonde for it me, is. but I will let you comment on all hair. That's your yeah. forte. It's a
0: little too, it's it's a bit much. It
1: was very SoCal 2006. Yes. The The bronzer, the bright hair, but the dress is cute. But she does. She answers her phone while she's lingering around the VIP table. Which
0: she is supposed to. So a little information here for those of you who haven't watched the episode. she, her, Lauren's job at this party is to police the VIP and not let anyone sit down. That's it. Until the designated VIPs show up to sit in it. And we're never told who those people are.
1: Yeah. And I don't think they ever showed up. Not that we know of in the episode, but now that I've looked at a few pictures from the red carpet of said Teen
0: Vogue Young Hollywood Party 2005, I have some thoughts as to who it might have been. So her job is to be policing this area. So while policing the area, she talks on the phone to Heidi, which she shouldn't be doing, caves, lets Heidi into the party. She says, you know, go talk to my friend Whitney. She's working the door, but you have to go right now. Magically, no one's there. No. Except for Whitney. They all get in. Oh, you're friends of Lauren's? Cool. Yeah, they all get in. And then they proceed to come sit in the VIP area that Lauren is supposed to be making sure nobody sits in.
1: I have several issues with that. If you are 19 and you get into the quote, young Hollywood party, first stop is not the VIP table. First stop is the bar.
0: Um, well, no, I know this is where we're going to disagree because I have spent a lot of time in VIP. My, my thing is trying to get into VIP when I was in my twenties. Okay. Like that's what I did was sneaking my way into (laughs) VIP I was going to say, why haven't you dragged me then? Yeah. As as anyone, (laughs) any of my old friends who happen to be listening is going to test, like that was my thing, sneaking my way into VIP areas. I used to pretend to be other people when I was in Vegas, like I've done it.
1: Like, so what but the celebrities is... were all over this party.
0: Well, no, for sure. But you want to be in the VIP, so the celebrities think you're somebody, so they'll talk to you. You go to the VIP area, and you let a waiter or waitress come to you. Okay, all right. I mean, don't you remember our experience at the National Press Club party? Where did we go? Where did we go, Mary B? Straight to the VIP area. Did we? Yes, in that little glass room. So, to be
1: fair, this is... <laughs> what's happening here is that I was so lit I have no idea where we went okay well let me I remember being sad that we bypassed the candy bar
0: we we missed the candy bar but (laughs) let me refresh your memory so I dragged you
1: and the voov was free, so I was just done for. The voov
0: was free because I dragged you into the VIP area. Remember we made that waitress? She We had our own personal waitress, and she brought us sliders and all the champagne we wanted in solo cups. No one else was getting that. And at first you were like, why do you want to sit in this room where there's no people? And then that started happening, and you were like, oh, I totally get it. This is amazing.
1: Okay, I remember the VIP room. I don't remember the solo cups or the sliders. I do remember demanding that former DC mayor Fenty take a picture with me And I shouted at the current mayor of Washington, D.C., who's a woman. And I think I made her fist pound me.
0: Uh, I believe you did. And you know where all that happened? In the VIP area that I dragged you to. And I would not, you, you, before we got there, you were like, why are you being dumb? There's no one even over there. It was a little boring at first. uh, But then it got good.
1: Okay. And it got real good. I mean, that was one of
0: the worst hangovers I've had in years, so. Which means it was a super fun night. Exactly. It
1: also so, means I drank no water.
0: <laughs> so I would have pulled a Heidi and I, okay. I would have done Heidi. I would have gone straight to the VIP. I would have been like, where is my personal VIP? are maybe, my Maybe that is just, some shit.
1: that's the cheap New Hampshire granite stater in me. And like celebrities, there's an open bar.
0: <laughs> but when you're in the VIP, everything's free. I guess so, yeah.
1: Maybe I'm just not that glamorous. Maybe I'm, that. Maybe that's the true New Hampshire in me is that we have nothing <laughs> that glamorous, and I don't even have a frame of reference. Well, for but this. see,
0: I'm a Heidi because Heidi is not glamorous either. But she will so you're a social climber, hundred percent. She will <laughs> claw her way to the top. Fine. So yeah. So I put yeah, Heidi's Heidi also looks kind way. of cute.
1: But she I was does. trying to come up with an like how would I describe her outfit? And part of it is a little high school prom. You know, it's kind of got this like it's layered like you can kind of see this like there are two there's like a sheer brown fabric over like a lighter one underneath it's got a deep v in the back and in the front it's not not cute and actually for 2006 it's it's pretty good yeah i thought it was cute but it is a little promy to me
0: oh see well i mean we're different ages so to me prom means like giant ruffles and you look like a cupcake like i thought it was just like a cute little wrap dress
1: yeah i mean it's not bad For 2006, there could have been a far worse crime walking down that
0: red carpet. No, we need to talk about the fight. Because it's really weird. They didn't really show it. Right. So... So Heidi and the boyfriend. Jordan. Jordan. Eubanks.
1: Get in some fight by the door? So, no. They actually did sort of show it. Heidi runs into, quote, some guy. she knows. Who is, I guess, quote, flirting with her? Okay. I don't... I don't know. Um... I don't remember what he says to her, but he kind of asks her if she's seeing someone or something like that. And Jordan gets really pissed and says, like, you do this every time. He, he, You're always flirting with guys. You're always saying that blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's it's really that memorable. It's it's stupid. But they are kind of yelling at each other in the middle of this party.
0: Well, but that's what I didn't understand. Because when Heidi's boss... What's his name? The guy that's in charge of her? Blaine. Blaine. When Blaine comes up, wow, he Wow, that said, was a
1: struggle to remember.
0: He said... There was fighting at the door. He said someone was fighting at the door. And she was like, oh, no, 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 no. They're fine. They're just talking.
1: She says, but you can see it's all better now. And how are you? Yeah. Who says that to their boss? I think the correct response is, I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, she should be fired 50 times over. Like, that was my takeaway from this party. Yeah. But not only when she points at them and says, oh, you can see they're fine. They are sitting in the VIP area that he specifically told her not to let anyone sit in.
1: And they're also calm as day
0: yeah there's no fighting anymore no 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 they're, yeah they're fine now um, but I loved then when Lisa comes over yeah and,
1: and you know I'm... Lisa will develop a nickname in later episodes I think for right now I don't think she has one but I kind of love Lisa and I don't understand because she hates them so much
0: well she should I, I mean not Whitney no one should hate Whitney but like they're... Lauren's doing a she makes talk. fun
1: of Whitney in her own way though she does I think so I think that's coming later lauren is
0: like the worst she can't stand lauren but they it just gives me flash forwards to kelly Catron, but they oh. Uh, they oh spoiler alert but stay tuned they um but what i don't understand is is lauren such a pussy that she, i never once heard her say hey guys i let you into this party you shouldn't even be in don't sit here i'm gonna get in big fat trouble like, she seemed a little stressed that they were sitting there. But I feel like she never once said, like, maybe don't sit here. There's a whole big party. You go walk around.
1: Yeah. And I think
0: I, she must be a little bit of a pussy. Because I think
1: the, the thing to say to friends is, I just got you into this amazing party. Don't sit here. That's the only rule that I've been given for the entire evening. Yeah. And I completely violated my internship already by letting you in here. Now, that
0: being said flashback back to the party we were discussing earlier that mayor B and I went to together. I had that our friend Jill was in charge of. I had no trouble going right up to the door person and lying my face off saying that I was supposed to be VIP and they had fucked up <laughs> and they needed to fix it.
1: Oh, I don't remember that at all. Oh, you
0: don't. No. Oh yeah. And, and they did. And he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, and I could have gotten Jill in trouble. Probably. So
1: to so be fi- no better than Heidi. I'm- <laughs> so to all of our loyal listeners, all 10 of them, um, To be fair, the reason I don't remember so much of this evening is that it was the day that I gave notice at a job that I really wasn't enjoying. So I pretty much had an entire bottle of wine on this Friday evening after work, and then I received a message from Frank saying, do you want to go out with me? And instead of saying, you know, no, I should probably put myself to bed, drink some water, eat some food, be a responsible adult, I said yes. And I threw on my pleather pants. Frank came over. We drank another bottle of champagne. Champagne, yeah. And then we went to a party full of free champagne. Uh-huh. And you can just imagine where the night went from there. And that's, I I don't remember you doing that at the door whatsoever. Um, Yeah, it was pretty good. I do on. know I struggled to walk out the front door
0: later. Well, that was at the end. This was in the beginning because yeah. I was not going to be denied. I was getting in that, that VIP if it was the last thing I did. I
1: thought we were VIP because of our passes.
0: no. Oh no! I mean, I think Jill later. High five, then. Later on, because I had texted Jill about it and said, "If you get a chance, you know, come." You know, is that possible? And she was like, "Oh, of course!" And by then, I was like, "I've already taken care of it." <laughs> so okay, I, I'm also the same person who went to Vegas and pretended to be my then friend's husband, who owned a record label at the time, and spent the entire week I was in Vegas pretending to be him and sneaking into VIPs at Tao Beach and all these places.
1: Oh wow, you're good. Yeah, I am good. Wow. Yeah, no, I can't. Chris
0: Lombardi. A... I was Chris Lombardi, uh, president of Matador Records, for an entire week. <gasps>
1: well done. I had
0: just enough knowledge to be able to pretend to be him.
1: Good for you.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of on Heidi's side. I mean, she's a nightmare, but like, I I, I if I was 19, I would do the exact same thing.
1: We need to go to more parties. That's what that means. Well, so the... the other interesting th- thing to me about the Young Hollywood party is that
0: most of the cast of Laguna Beach was invited to the Young Hollywood Party. Well, and we were discussing this before we started recording. We looked it up, and because I had said, I find it unbelievable that a bunch of reality stars wouldn't have been invited to the Young Hollywood Party. Right, and the Young Hollywood Party, mind you, from what I've gathered in looking at photos, was
1: Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, all these people who were very popular in 2006, which would have included Lauren Conrad... Stephen Coletti, all the Laguna Beach people. Heidi was still on the outskirts and don't think she didn't notice because she was mad about it. But pretty much Elsie's childhood friends were there walking the red carpet and she probably might have two at some point. Well, you would. Yeah. I mean, maybe the VIPs were supposed to be
0: them. No. You think they'd be more VIP than Paris Hilton in 2006? There's no way.
1: Maybe it was like a subgroup. It was like VIP five. But then she got yelled at for it. But she got yelled at on oh, TV.
0: what else we need to talk about is scandal alert. Whose voice did we think we heard in the yes. background?
1: So for those of you who are familiar with The Hills, Laguna Beach, Lauren Conrad's life in general, we're pretty sure we heard Jason Waller's voice. Yeah,
0: we we bet we were. For of you of Laguna Beach, Beach
1: fans, fans, that means Jay Wall. <laughs> I know
0: him. That's from all they call him on later in the Hills, and I also know him from Celebrity Rehab. spoiler alert
1: so if you stay tuned for a few more episodes of this podcast and you bear with us on the hills you will get to meet the famous
0: J. Wall Jason Waller who is dreamy I think he's dreamy never my type totally my type 100% (laughs) 10,000% he's
1: he's more beautiful now I think than he was then
0: I like a meathead with a drug problem what can I say oh god
1: no I don't, do, I don't do more product in the hair than me. I don't do cocky. I don't do denim with rhinestones or stitching. Love it. Ew. Love I'm it. I'm ashamed. Affliction. He should
0: be an affliction <laughs> if you, model.
1: <laughs> if you didn't get us into parties, I'd be even more ashamed of you.
0: <laughs>
1: Anything else about episode one? No, I think that's it. I think we've covered absolutely everything. Stay tuned for the aftermath of the famous young Hollywood party.
0: Um, and I think that we should tell them how they can get in touch with us. Um, you can get in touch with me personally. My Twitter handle is at Nana's Mink. That is also my Instagram, although I don't use it as much. And Mare's is so
1: for me. You can reach me at Instagram and Twitter at Hey, it's Mare B M E R E B. And also you can follow this podcast on Twitter at at frankly, Mayor B, M-E-R-E-B.
0: And uh, thank you for spending time with us. And we look forward to keeping you up to date on what's going on with the Hills. Cause we're really into 10 years ago. Absolutely. Amen. Cheers. 2006.